0: Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm Jessica Krauser.
1: And I'm Brian Baker.
0: And
1: I'm Melissa Carlson. Oh, yay. (laughs) Melissa's here. Yay. Yay.
0: So you know what we're going to talk about?
1: Mm. Squats.
0: (laughs) Well, we could talk about squats specifically, but we were going to talk about all exercises. Um, All
2: exercise.
0: Your favorite topic.
2: I love exercises. Mm -hmm. So
0: anybody who's listening, if you don't like exercising, like... Most of us, sorry. You want to no, but you want to listen to this episode because Melissa is going to talk about just the variety of exercises you can do. You have to mm-hmm. do what's best for you, mm-hmm. do what you like to do, and hopefully find some joy in it.
2: So, we are full of joy. Yes. Yeah, we are not joyless. Exercise, we were. exercise brings joy. Sometimes.
0: So, no, it really does. It does That's, help. It helps right. a ton. Um, so, Melissa, you have been doing fitness for how many years?
2: Well, since I'm 29. No, um, total for about really seriously professionally, I mm-hmm. should say, like 15. And you've been focused on Parkinson's <clears throat> exercising. For, for the past eight
0: so I know you do a ton of your own research and reading and going to classes and finding people all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. to learn from. What what is like? What do you hear mostly from those types of either groups or those classes? Like what's important when it relates to Parkinson's for exercise?
2: Well, the research has definitely evolved. Um, since I first started this back in, you know, eight years ago, it was... Um, just coming out more about the intensity and the frequency of exercise. So, and this is one of the reasons why I started um, PD next steps because when I was teaching specifically for our hospital system, it was a very, I started on a very basic level. So it was mm-hmm. in a chair. And then I moved up and started teaching an intermediate level. So it was a little bit of standing, a little bit of chair. And then the advanced level, I just kept I had something in the back of my head like we are we are under challenging this group like Mm -hmm. they're so much more capable of what we're you know providing for them so um, I was fortunate enough to be able to start my own thing um, with the help of our hospital system and kind of take a leap of faith so just kind of pushing that intensity a little bit more and then it was like Oh, this actually makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And oh, they're actually improving their quality of life and stuff. So, um, and now, like even the Parkinson's Foundation just in 2021 uh, released their guidelines of at least 150 minutes of moderate to um, vigorous exercise with two to three days of strength training and then balance and multitasking and all of that stuff. So, um, all the stuff you already knew. Uh, well, oh. I mean, <laughs>
0: But you, and you build Mm. upon like, like what you do based on conversations and meetings Mm -hmm. that you've had with, I know there's somebody in California that has a gym. So like- Shout out to Claire, Rogue. Oh, Rogue. That's right. So there are other groups like Mm -hmm. yours, right? Mm -hmm. That do this high intensity. Right. Um, Is it like, what should people, people be looking for when they do look into a gym or what should they- focus on.
2: Well, and when I have a conversation with someone, I'll ask them what they've been doing, what their history is with exercise, if they enjoy it, what do they enjoy? And it's it, it comes down to find something you enjoy doing and mm-hmm. you're going to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to a boxing class, but you really don't like it, well, what are the chances of you continuing to box, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just going to be like, oh, I've got to go to a boxing class. But if you find like a boxing class that you love and it's great and you know you you get your heart rate up and stuff then great you're gonna continue to box same thing if like people are come to me and they're like well I enjoy walking well that's great don't stop walking mm-hmm. but are you getting your heart rate up can you hold a conversation with someone when you're walking if the answer is no then that's probably not the best thing you should be doing for mm-hmm. people living with Parkinson's now I will t- also tell people like more is always better. So mm-hmm. don't give up your walking, have your walks. But also remember that you need to get your heart rate up at least 150 minutes. I actually like to tell people, um, let's push it a little bit and let's do 175. Mm-hmm. Because you know everybody's temperature is a little bit different on, oh, I think I'm breathless. Oh, maybe I'm not breathless. Or mm-hmm. um, But if you can hold a conversation with someone, you're probably not breathless. Like five or six words, if you can gut those out, okay, we're, you know, we're talking like more where you need to be. But if they don't have a Parkinson's specific gym, Mm -hmm.
0: um, is going to any gym still beneficial? Or Mm -hmm. are there things that because we have Parkinson's, there are certain things we should focus on
2: that other gyms don't have? Exactly. And that's, I mean, it's kind of a double edged sword. So if you don't have access to a Parkinson's gym, Um, you know, again, working, if you feel comfortable, that's the problem too, is like a lot of people don't feel comfortable going to a gym if they have a tremor or, you know, a drop foot or whatever, yeah, freezing of gait or something. And so that's gonna make that person less likely to want to go to that gym. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the best thing about our, our gym is, you walk in and everybody gets it, you know, no matter what kind of day you're mm-hmm. having, everybody understands. <laughs> so I was I'm asking just to, just to make sure, like if
0: they don't have a Parkinson's oh, gym, yes. if they still go, cause I was going to, um, I still went to another gym, uh, for a little bit when I was first diagnosed. And I think I was like going back and forth, like mm-hmm. doing different, I could, cause their exercises I could do like or classes were early in the morning because I was still working full oh, time, right? Right. And so I can only see you on Saturday because mm-hmm. your class was at nine. And so I was doing that, mm-hmm. and then um, when I went back for another follow up, Doctor Malone was like, "Are you working on Parkinson's specific mm-hmm. exercises?" And I was like, "Well, no, I'm I'm, a, I'm like once a week." And she's like, "You might want to you know consider that just because right. there are things that they'll work on differently than right. just a normal exercise class that I was taking." Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, I found that I was in the gym quite a bit before I have Parkinson's and then after I got diagnosed, just the, ex- the exercise totally changed. Right. Because yeah. I'm working on more range of motion. Right. You know, so I those can, ex- yeah.
2: Like what you always talk about in class, the extensor muscles, so getting out wide. And that Parkinson's and being able to your,
1: look over your shoulder when you're driving. Right, and those, the rotation mm, and
0: yeah. And If people don't have a Parkinson's gym mm-hmm. and if they don't want to go
2: to their mm-hmm. local gym, what options are out there? Um, Well, we have a home workout series Mm -hmm. on our website, and we have, as of yesterday, now we have 64 videos that are um, on demand. We have ones that are, we call them quickies, that are 20 minutes if you're in a hurry, 20 minutes or less. We have strength training. We have um, high intensity, low impact. We have knee-friendly um, we have a lot of balance ones um, so you can kind of pick and choose it's um, you just sign on and we do a 30-day free trial so anyone can are they
1: do, are they able to interact with you at all like through email or FaceTime or Zoom or like that with questions or concerns oh or?
2: The, yeah the email because once they get signed up once you go on the pdnextsteps.com they, um, we get a link and it'll say um, you know, It'll say the name and the email, and then I correspond with that, everyone yeah. directly. So, And then we touch base with them after the 30 days is up and see if they want to continue on. So, oh,
0: so nice. do you know of um, any other type of exercises that are also available virtually if people wanted, like, dance or, mm-hmm. I
2: don't know, people I
0: feel like to have done Tai Chi or yoga specific to Parkinson's? Right.
2: There are Tai Chi ones out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know of any off the top of my head. Um, There's actually a lot on YouTube, and I know a lot of people with Parkinson's deal with sciatica pain, and there's some really great um, YouTube videos out there on that. Um, But there are, if you just go on and Google, you know, exercises for Parkinson's, Mm -hmm. you know, you can pretty much find. It's just a matter of, like, how much you want to push yourself and what you're looking for, you know, just keeping in mind that getting the heart rate up Working on strength training, um, and I think that's one of the hugest misconceptions. Is no matter what, I mean, as we age, we have to we have to fight sarcopenia, which is that age related muscle loss. Mm-hmm. And with Parkinson's, it tends to be a little bit. I don't want to like not progress, but like a little bit more advanced. Okay. Advanced, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so fighting that plus. Lean muscle mass is so much better if, God forbid, you would have a fall Mm -hmm. or, you know, just having that leg strength and upper body strength. Um, Like we had the example with one of our um, people in class that um, was recovering from surgery and Mm -hmm. was out on a walk and hadn't been exercising or doing any upper body, and he couldn't push himself up off the ground. Mm -hmm. So that was like, oh, my gosh, this really does make a big difference. So um, being able to use your body and um, get yourself up off the floor is really one of those other things super important
0: so if you had to i know squats are going to be like a big thing for you but so if if you talk about getting your heart rate up but then also the strength training Mm -hmm. um you know you just obviously refer to like muscle like arm strength but Mm -hmm. like what are the core areas and why should people focus on that part of their body
2: so legs with squats because you use i mean we did a whole podcast on that you use um your legs so many squats Jesse, why so many squats? Um, But just to to rehash it, um, we use our legs to help us get off the toilet, get out of a car, get off the floor, get out of bed. So um, having that, um, and plus when you squat, you're using core strength too. Mm -hmm. And core is everything. If you have a good, strong center, um, you'll be able to withstand a fall. Um, It will stop you from falling. Um like we always say in class two lunges lunges are you know you you look at the um, top priorities and I would say squats and then lunges right next to it because lunges are fall prevention if you lose your balance you step out you step out but if you don't have that um, if you don't have that movement pattern established, mm-hmm. you know you're more likely to. What is that? You fall. You fall. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that. Um, and then so push-ups, too. We do a lot of push-ups because of upper body strength, if you can push yourself up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just shoulders. You know, Dr. Patel has shared with us before on frozen shoulder, how he sees so many people that come in that, and especially, you know, more likely they're Parkinson's side if they're not, because they're not swinging their arm. Mm-hmm. So they're, f- you get, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> why is everybody moving? <laughs> because now I'm realizing <laughs> that they're yeah. not moving. It. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't move, I mean, motion is lotion. So if you're not moving that arm, it's going to become stiff, and then people continue to not move it, and then they end up with a shoulder replacement, and that's a whole another thing we don't want to have to deal with. So, yeah, move those arms. So one of the things,
0: <laughs> one of the things that I really like about um, Parkinson's exercises. Oh, thought the-
1: the- you the- had the- something you liked about Parkinson's something i like about <laughs> you like something i like about Parkins
0: that i get to meet everybody here yes um but i'm not done <laughs> didn't get to say what i wanted to say um the one thing that i like about it is that you teach us i would say what people would probably think of as the basics mm-hmm. um but i've actually used it to help you know even like my parents and my in-laws for little things of like how to get up off the floor. Mm. like People don't realize, like I can do it right now, but I'm still like young, I'm early in my diagnosis. But as you age, no matter if you have Parkinson's or not, you know, you have us, and I wish I could, I wish I could do it for you guys, but I'm not. (laughs) So, so, but if you lay down and you prop both your knees up Mm -hmm. and then you roll to your side, you roll to one side and then you slowly get on all fours and Mm -hmm. then you put one leg, up, so you, you're flat-footed, mm-hmm. and then you push up on that knee, and just doing something like that. I've seen so many people in class when they do it fast, and then they fall. They fall. They go and right back. Down. I know, and then know. they do it slow. So it's just things like that that you get out of a Parkinson's right class. Um, and I think they do that. I don't know. Does rope do things like that too? I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah
2: for sure, yeah. Um, so that's that's pro- that's probably pretty normal for right. It's just about like. You know, you think about the activities of daily living, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I try to when I think of if I'm having like trouble formatting a class or something, I'll think, okay, what can we do? What can I, you know, what do do people do? Like empty the dishwasher, you know, Mm -hmm. squat down, reach up high, put stuff on. Yeah. Twist, get your seatbelt on, you know, all that kind of stuff. But. To your point, getting up off the floor is huge. I mean, especially, you know, people playing with their grandkids or, you know, people come into me and they're like, I've not been on the floor in years. Mm-hmm. And but why? Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, unless your doctor said, please never get on the floor. Yeah. I mean, the chances are I've dealt with it with my own mom. You know, it just yeah. did you raise your hand like your doctor <laughs> said? That?
1: My doctor said I'm not allowed to be on the floor.
2: What? Uh, Okay. okay. So she anyway, said,
1: she, she made the comment. Unless your doctor says you're oh. to be on the floor, right? I and mean, like,
2: I, I have not in my eight years ever. Someone said to me, "I'm." My doctor said, "Don't get on the floor." But <laughs> so you know, weird. the chances are it's like one out of four people over the age of sixty-five will have a fall every year. So,
1: mm-hmm. well, I, what's those numbers again? One oh. out of four. Ouch.
2: Yeah, that's not just Parkinson's. That's just that's just yeah the yeah. aging population. Yeah. So. You got it. We have to be prepared.
0: The other thing that I like too is um, how to catch yourself. Oh. Shh. The other thing I like too <laughs> is that you wouldn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't think that this would be um, part of an exercise class, and it wasn't until I started coming to like the Mondays, Monday classes, that you know you have the different obstacles set up. But looking at. Um, colorful like stickers or mm. having this stick that has like words on it and you have to walk and read the words mm-hmm. or walk over hurdles and things like that mm-hmm. how is that something that's taught i guess or, or discussed that to incorporate that into your exercise and why
2: well the stepping over because if you look at the research it says people with parkinson's the number one place they fall is bathrooms and the second place it might be tied with another one, but is curbs, going up and down mm-hmm. off curbs. So if you can establish that movement pattern, what I've noticed is we can get that first step over something, but it's that trailer leg that kind of mm-hmm. comes along for the ride. And that's where people end up in trouble because that's when they trip. Um, so stepping over those hurdles, you know, going up and over, again, It's sometimes it seems very elementary, like, oh, my God, we're stepping over a hurdle. This is so boring. But it's reminding yourself to get both feet up and over and every class i don't care if we've done it you know six days in a row they're still i'm still reminding get both feet up and over and it's truly something anybody can do anywhere mm-hmm. you know grab a kleenex box do it at home yeah and then as far as the river rocks um i got those out of a pe like a children's um, physical Education mm-hmm. magazine because it's walking on uneven surfaces. Yeah. So, like, we have a lot of people that travel and that they go across, um, you know, over to Europe where there's a lot of uneven yeah. um, places that they walk. And they so many people have come back and said, I'm so glad we practiced that because I felt a lot more comfortable walking on uneven surfaces why do you give us that stick to read or look at colors or say colors because out it loud? distracts you so you have to think while you're doing something so if you're holding that stick and you're trying to step over then your brain's focused on two different things mm-hmm. so if you can establish that pattern of stepping over something even without that so the whole theory behind that is you're reading something you're doing um another motor activity right so i'm reading this i'm stepping over if i can do that with success then stepping over something should be easier, but mm-hmm. you know, and when you're out in the real world, dual. it's the dual,
1: doable, doable, dual, dual tasking, dual task, multi So when
2: you know, on certain class times, when you say, "Why are we doing this? This is dumb,"
1: I would <laughs> never say, say that. Dumb? No, I don't ever say anything like that she's. It's Meg.
2: <laughs>
0: so. It's actually interesting because it's not easy to do mm-hmm. for anybody, regardless if you have Parkinson's or not. Right. So I brought Ben, my 13-year-old, into class this morning, and it was it was all just you know just body strength, right, like, right, movement, stuff like that. But um, there was one motion like he couldn't do, and it was because like, he had to think about it yeah and so when he you can see like I, I saw him stop and i think it was like steel jacks oh so yeah. you're just going like, out and in. clapping yeah. in but he's ne- i don't know if he's not never done it or whatever but he kept like jumping out and then like clapping Capping in. and he's in. like wait and then he's like stop and i'm like just concentrate like go out and in, and then he'd do it and then he like knew and he had it going and then i was like good job and he was still doing it and then he got flustered again and i'm like see like yeah even 13 years old like
2: right athletic and shape athletic in athletic
0: shape, in shape well like the
2: supermans too that opposite you mm-hmm. know that dual that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. reciprocal movement pattern yeah. thank you
0: yeah so maybe at the uh uh what
1: no so this is a way for because we get people all the time asking about the community that you have built mm-hmm. and so this is a way for other people to maybe interact with that community because they can also zoom in yes live classes. yes we have well, zoom huh? every
2: day so mm-hmm. you can pop in and chat chat with us say hello say hello maybe if it's your birthday we can do squats for oh, your birthday yes, be yeah great. that would suck yeah <laughs> we did that today yeah we had a birthday today yeah. it was fun Ooh.
1: Hopefully it was someone young. Yeah. yeah. it was someone pretty young.
0: Yeah. It wasn't Ben. But. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe even at the, at the end of this episode or, you know, I, I'd, I'd stop to do some research. We can look up all the different opportunities oh, yeah. that people have, mm-hmm. um, you know, so obviously PD Next Steps, they have the home workout series, but what are other things either if it's for whatever reason in their area, if they mm-hmm. wanted to do that, or if there's other exercise types like again, like if people like to dance, or right. but is there anything virtual that they can virtual do? Virtual that they can do anywhere from somewhere TikTok. else. TikTok. TikTok. Oh my God! We should start a TikTok <sighs> exercise.
1: <laughs> TikTok. Not the TikTok dancing is what I thought. Uh,
0: oh, oh, yeah, that would be something. That, that would be different. Yeah, love that.
2: Okay, okay. Well, thanks. Thanks. Always a pleasure being here. I just love seeing uh, across uh, the table from you.
1: Looking at you just makes me so happy.
0: (laughs) So, in our last 30 seconds, I'll leave you with this. Whether you have a gym available to you at your home... Uh, in the area that you live in, or you can join something virtually, make sure that you always incorporate Parkinson's-specific exercises. And to find those, I know you can go onto pdnextsteps.com for sure. Also, Parkinson's Foundation, I'm sure Michael J. Fox Foundation has stuff as well. There is information, there are exercises out there that everybody can do. So just do, you do you, uh, listen to your doctor, and as always, we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks.
0: Thanks. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.